podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match! Hello and welcome to the Analysts Inside Cricket in association with LV Insurance, who of course are the sponsors of this test series. And it's our look back at the fourth day of the first LV Insurance test match from Trent Bridge. Actually, the most surprising thing, uh, given the end of play today with India still requiring 150 odd runs to win, 52 for one. The most surprising thing really is that you've got a whole day's play or nearly because the forecast at the beginning of the day was terrible. Our who's winning graphic based on the Betfair exchange and various other betting exchanges basically predicted a draw, partly because the forecast was so bad and everyone's been proved totally wrong. Yeah, we didn't get any rain, Yoz, until it was time for me to interview Joe Root <laughs> on the far side of the ground. And I didn't have a, I didn't have a coat. I did, have, I did manage to find an umbrella. It was absolutely lashing it down. I must listen to that interview then. That sounds uh, really interesting. Good to hear. <laughs> came out with an umbrella start, but I mean, it's a bit of a farcical situation. I could barely hear me because of the, 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 the rain on the umbrellas. Anyway, of course, inevitably what happened was it stopped raining as soon as the interview had finished. But, you know, we got deadlines and things like that. So we had to had to get on with it. You, you can see that on, on BBC4 iPlayer. I'm not sure what it'll look like. Or you can listen to it on another podcast, the Test Match Special podcast. Uh, that, that's the interview with Jerry. Anyway, he was, um, he was, I think he was pretty chipper how he played today, actually. I, you know, I said Ooh, to yeah. him, yeah, how did that compare with you know 20, 20 other test hundreds? And he, he said, Yeah, I, I thought I played nicely. And also also that feeling of sort of got his, his joy back, you know, that, that enjoyment of, of playing the game. He, he came mm. out and played nice and positively. And it was it was a great moment actually when he when he when he got his hundred. It's a lovely celebration because he hit the shot and almost celebrated straight away because he knew the ball was had beaten mid on and was going down to the long on boundary for four. It's quite it was a really tense period. Twenty five minutes after T to go from ninety six to one hundred and one as it was, and a wicket fall at the other end as well. Josh Butler out and you, you know you could sense the tension out there, the importance of the of the moment. And yeah, he mm. played really. What a year! What a year he's having. I know. I know he's. Mm. He had a few low scores against New Zealand, didn't get 50 in that series, but that's his fourth 100 mm. of the year. Yeah, and remember when we uh, we interviewed him in the virtual cricket club, didn't we, in October, sort of before the winter started, and he talked quite kind of candidly about how he was applying the knowledge and the learnings from watching other great players, the Coley's, Williamson's and Steve Smith's and so on, trying to get as much information out of them as, as he could to impart into his game and also really focusing on how he got out at various times, because he was very conscious of the fact that he was getting out between sort of 25 and 75 quite consistently, and lots of 50s, over 50 50s in Test cricket, but until today, only 20 hundreds. Whereas often with the, the Coleys and the Williamsons and the Smiths, they've got almost as many hundreds as they have 50s. Brute uh, was very intent on trying to change that relationship, that ratio. And obviously that the delight he got he he showed when he when he got that hundred, and as you say that period of play before where you know he whacked a four what, what looked as if it was going to be a four and it nearly got caught to extra cover then another drive which he normally would nail through the covers and it was straight to the man a couple of sort of play and misses a ball sneaking through low 
um, a couple of nervous moments, really. A game within a game, as usual, with batsmen in the 90s. But he got there in the end. And, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen him celebrate 100 like that before. Uh, mm. And I'm not sure why it was so ecstatic. But maybe just the, the work he'd had to put in, the pressure he was under as England's principal batsman and knowing the, the, the fallibility around him, I suppose, and the fact that first test of a series to, to really register an important score. I mean, in a way, he is carrying the team at the moment with his batting. He's carrying the batting lineup, leading score in the first innings as well with, with 64. We saw that stat earlier in the match that he scored 30% of England's runs this year. So he scored nearly a, nearly a third of all England's runs this year in Test cricket. Of course, he had that amazing start, didn't he, with those huge runs in, in Sri Lanka and then the double hundred against India in the first Test match, another hundred today. But it does feel, you know, especially without Ben Stokes, he's, he's carrying the batting lineup. And of course, today he didn't really get enough support at the other end. I mean, he did get some support and you know, lots of players got starts 20s 30s teens some of them but no one was able to play these substantial innings to sort of, that really would have taken the not taken the game necessarily away from India but may ask in the settings I Joe afterwards he said you know we yeah we, we probably needed that to to get the 250 on the board that would have made us a bit more comfortable but as it is 209 India made a good start as well England did get the wicket of KL Rahul a fine delivery from Stuart Broad but you feel it's India's match I, mean, I don't know what's your what does your who's winning graphic say tonight those are after <laughs> yesterday it was heavily on the draw because of the the weather that we thought we were going to get now just on the before you show us the graphic before we discuss it for those people who are listening on the podcast uh, the, the I think the feeling is tomorrow that the weather for it's a bit similar to today so we, we, we might get some rain we might not but it, we, we feel as if we, we might we should get enough cricket to get an outright result in the match you know it's not going to be one of those days where we only have a, a little bit of play and so let, yeah, let's see what have we got we've got um yeah India right up there they, they, and you, I can totally understand that and what, what have we got that England quite almost down with the draw is it or the draw mm, below yeah England. England down with the draw definitely about 15 percent chance of a drawing and win and India up to 60 odd percent nearly 70 percent chance of mm. uh, an Indian victory so mind you this this graphic hasn't really <laughs> been all that accurate and as you can see if you're, if you're watching on the video you, you can see there that the, the jagged lines are zigzagging all over the place England mm. Have really only been on top very briefly. The only time they were ahead of India, pretty much, was either at the start when they won the toss, or today when Root was going well, probably with a bit of Butler or a bit of Bearstow, and they just sneaked ahead of India in percentage terms. But then India took those wickets, and uh, now they're, according to this, they're racing away with it and have a nearly seventy percent chance of victory. Yeah, that, that feels about right. I mean, it, it feels like it's India's to lose. What I w would say is there, there's enough happening on this pitch for England to create wicket-taking opportunities. Of course, they've obviously got to take Definitely. catches. It's got to be one of those days when, you know, the, when the, the ball's got to take the edge rather than miss the edge, or if a ball keeps low, it's got to pin you LBW and you, you might need to run out as well or something like that and a bit, and a bit of panic. So, but So what do you got to remember, of course? I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like me lecturing, <laughs> lecturing you and you know this very well, is that, you know, England are nine balls from victory. 
whereas India are 230 balls for victory, something like that. So you, you sort of got to look at it like that. You can always change the game quicker uh, with the ball and the bat. But of course, I India, they, they've got the confidence of, say, you know, that winning that test match in Australia when they, they won at Brisbane. So I think my expectation is that they... Uh, they will go on and win the game. They might they might find a few um, tr troubles on the way. And it, might, it might end up being quite tight. Uh, on the other hand, they might just knock them off. But you, you, of course, you definitely want to be in their position uh, rather than England's uh, position uh, this evening, I would say. Today, we're looking at a club in Wales who have received a grant from LV General Insurance and the ECB's £1 million Funds for Runs Community Initiative to get more young people out of the house and playing cricket. Abyssinian Cricket Club in South Wales have suffered with a limited youth offering, but are going to use the funding to encourage more young players into the game via All-Stars, Dynamos and a bespoke women's and girls session. Based in a deprived area, the club found the fees had been previously a barrier to the game for young people in the area. However, thanks to the funding, they'll be able to offer free spaces to those not able to pay and offer the kids in the area coaching to improve their fitness and quality of life, as well as offering support to all younger players. This is a brilliant initiative, I think, by LB Insurance, just working on the grassroots working on all sorts of different communities to try and give people the opportunity to practice, learn and enjoy cricket. It's great. Absolutely. Of course, Joe Root was one of the stars of the day, but only one of them, because there was another as well. Brilliant from Jasprit Bumrah today. He didn't take a wicket in the World Test Championship final. And there were some India supporters who were saying, oh, is he good enough to, to get in the side? He's not as good as everyone says he is. But absolutely magnificent today second best figures of his career in test match cricket and also the second best by an Indian bowler in England behind Chetan Sharma who took 10 wickets in a match he was he was excellent he broke the game open with the second new ball he, he got rid of root that was like a crucial path really it was it was a great day's play dominated by two really high class cricketers mm, yeah definitely and, and actually if you look at um, Jasper Brummer's record um, test cricket, 83 wickets, 20 uh, tests. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's up to nearly, well, it's four and a half wickets a test match. And the best, the greatest bowlers in the world are five wickets a test match. So he's nudging on, not greatness, but he's certainly kind of in that area of very, very good. And no wickets in that World Test Championship final. And everyone thought, oh, you know, maybe he's lost his mojo a bit, but uh, he's back with a vengeance in this game. And I just love the the late swing he, he generates and the control he's got, making the ball swing both ways. Very little, almost no discernible change in, in delivery or release or anything. And the pace is sustained. And he's clever too, isn't he? He knows exactly what to do at uh, different situations. I mean, for instance, when the ball wasn't swinging, he was dragging his length back um, and making it harder for the batsman to score. And that duel with, with Joe Root, outstanding. And Root had to be at his absolute best to keep him out and you could sort of see when Root eventually did get out the frustration in that he'd, he'd given the wicket to the best bowler on display with a ball which probably didn't need to play at but it was one of those ones where you know you got to 100 you're looking to perhaps be a bit more positive and play more balls and that just you could have just said maybe a lapse in concentration and the man who'd been preying on his outside edge all all game all innings finally got his man um superb bowling but we still think that we give Root 
the uh, hashtag in with heart award today lv insurance's uh, special award for somebody who's shown so much dedication and commitment on the day and also in in roots case to the game in general you know i love i love his demeanor you know the way he's always smiling when he's beat the, the edge is beaten or a, a close shave and uh, he, he just has that sort of wonderful spirit about him throughout whenever anything happens even when he drops a catch actually he kind of you know, he, he smiles away and uh, family steeped in the game as well as we know, you know, mother, father, grandfather, you know, they're totally committed, well, brother. Brothers, course, as well. brothers. Yeah, brothers. So, you know, wonderful uh, family and undoubtedly, I think one of his best ever test innings today, actually, because of the burden on his shoulders, which he shouldered so well. Yeah, as I say, he's been carrying England's batting. What, what about the others today? I mean, it was another uh, performance like the first innings from and Dom Sibley, actually so similar in actual fact that he scored 18 runs uh, before lunch on the first day and he scored 18 runs uh, before lunch today and he was eventually out for, for 28. It was just a really strange shot as well. I mean, he's, fa he's found a couple of really odd ways to get out in this test match. He, he was got out by Brummer, drawn a driver ball through the offside that wasn't even that full. It was, it, it just felt actually like a, sort of a, a moment where he'd, he'd lost concentration. It's, it's a strange shot. He'd gone out of his, of his way of playing. And we, you know, we we know that he's not that strong through the offside. Yet he tried to drive Bumrah, and it wasn't a half volley. It wasn't that full th through the offside. He, he only scored six runs in his whole innings on the offside, and one of those was an inverted uh, edge edge for four. So, you know, what what, what do they do about that? What do they do about uh, Dom Sibley? It's, the it's a order? big problem. It's a big problem because I think defensively he's pretty good. You know, he mm. does resist the good balls. He he manages to see them off. But he doesn't rotate the strike. I think that's a big problem. He doesn't get the singles. There was a couple of overs I watched where he got balls. I think actually it was from Jadeja. When he got balls, he could have just worked into a gap or just opened the face slightly and steered into a gap. And he didn't manage to do that. And that's the same with the seamers. He's very narrow-minded. He's very, not narrow-minded, that's unfair. He's, he's very restricted in what he can do. And I think that is a big problem. Uh, of the other batsmen today, um, I thought uh, Rory Burns was unlucky. Uh, good ball. Couldn't have done anything mm. about that. A little bit uh, also the case with Zach Crawley. A ball which angled in. He had to play. Left him. Couldn't do much about that. Um, Joss Butler and uh, Dan Lawrence were, were, were culpable. Uh, certainly, you know, Lawrence playing across the line of one, which was palpably LBW. Butler just making a misjudgment, which again is part of just having not played much red ball cricket and yeah, maybe a bit unlucky, but he looked, at, he looked a bit better this innings, but still looks, still looks shaky. So yeah, I, I, Sibley's the problem. I, I would stick with the others, but I, I think Sibley is a bit of a problem just because he doesn't score. And, mm. and I think that puts pressure on the rest of the batting. Yeah. And the only other thing, of course, you talk about the top order, that top three, uh, Crawley's not getting any runs either. No, he's not. I mean, you know, he, he's in a really thin spell. So although he did get a good ball today, you know, he's not scoring any runs. And you know, he's he, he's in a way he's sort of living on the the two fifty scored last mm. summer, which was a fab, you know, fabulous. I think you said that yesterday. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, you know, he's, before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it, it's because it, it's it's a the problem. Is it's a recurring story, isn't it? That you know. It, it, it is root. It is almost root or nobody. Uh, mm. That yeah, there was a bit of support. I mean, Bears did play quite nicely. Then got out. I mean, he's striking it really well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Lawrence was hitting it well. Got out. 
Butler, Ditto, and even Sam Curran, I thought, you know, came in and played uh, you know, several nice shots. And they, the, the shot he got out to was, I don't know, he was perhaps just being a bit, trying to be too aggressive. He, uh, you know, it's sort of the way he plays, but Bumra sort of pinned him and he tried to, he, he ended up trying to pull a ball that was really coming into him, sort of jagged back into him, and he sort of spooned it up towards mid-on. So there was sort of, some quite uh, you know, disappointing dismissals. I felt, some of them felt uh, very soft, but yeah, it made, what it did do, it made for a thrilling day. But every time England were building a partnership where you thought they're, they're just getting ahead of the game here or beginning to threaten to get away ahead of the game, uh, they lost a wicket. And India were always able just to, to stay in the match. And, you know, they, they are in a, a decent position at the end of these uh, four days, as long, you know, as long as the, wet, the weather does uh, behave itself. Uh, so I, you know, funny, isn't it? You constitute a team for the next test match. We're all thinking, you know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Um, so much depends on the result, I suppose. You know, if India come out tomorrow and win, win by eight wickets or seven wickets, so do they do they make uh, changes, I, England, I, I or, or do they do, or do they just or do they just say, well, you know, let, let, first two tests, let's let's yeah. stick with what we've got and see how I, it goes. I, I think that's going to happen, uh, just because I think they feel fair. That's the fair thing to do to give you know all the players at least two test matches. Then there's a bit of a gap, and they can uh, re regather and regather their thoughts, and the players will be allowed home for a few days. And maybe that's the time to change, I, I would suggest. But again, it will depend a little bit on the results. What's the result going to be? I think India will win by four wickets. What do you think? Four wickets. Yeah, that feels about right. Five five wickets, four wickets, something like that. I mean, what 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 we wouldn't mind on the on the final days, you know, 10 to win, two wickets left. You know, the crowd totally engrossed in the match. And then whoever, you know, whoever can win, win that big moment, uh, you know, fair play to them of course there was a test match on this ground a long time ago now uh, back in 1980 when West Indies were chasing 209 to win and your old uh, teammate Des Haynes produced his, one of his sort of first uh, top class innings in test cricket made about 80 odd got himself run out just before the end Nanny Roberts whacked a few and West Indies won by two wickets in a really exciting match and it actually settled the series it was the only result of that 1980 series which you know when you think about what happened afterwards with West Indies you know they dominated England with that series mm -hmm. there was a lot of rain around and they won the one test match and and took the series and so perhaps it, it, I think me, I would hope that you get something like that. You know, it's a really tight finish. Two what about that great? Um, what runs. about that great one? That great Ashes Test as well, when Brad Hadding got got out to. Yeah, I think it was. Right. Was it Finn? Steve Finn? No, who no, 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 no. Was it, Jimmy. That was Anderson. Jimmy, Jimmy Anderson yeah. on review. They weren't sure whether yeah. to review it. And there was a, it was the early days of, of Ultra Edge and things like that. There was a little spike, had it, knew he'd hit it, um, and he was on his way. And there was that, that photograph, everyone waiting, waiting, waiting. And then they saw it come up on the screen, and then all the leapt in the air. And then won that first match. Yeah, so something, something like that. Whoever, whoever wins, it'd be great to have a really exciting finish where we got to, you know, t really tight at the end. But my, my instinct says, yeah, like, like you, sort of four or five wickets, something like that. But you know it's, it's unpredictable the game of cricket. Joe Root says there were says there are nine wickets out there. Um, well, England have got to go out and, and prove it uh, on the on the final day. Really good days Test cricket, Joe. Actually, fabulous days Test cricket. Really enjoyable. And, and thank God uh, not interrupted. So yeah. hope that's the same tomorrow. And we'll have the, the news of whatever's happened. A review of the final day at this time tomorrow. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll join you then.
Social Podcast Network.